Welcome to the Library Love Fest podcast. I'm Virginia Stanley. I'm Chris Connolly. And I'm Lainey Mays. We are the library marketing team at HarperCollins Publishers. Above all, we love bringing librarians and great books together. Join us every week as we present buzzworthy books through author interviews, conversations with editors, and expert opinions from librarians like you. Enjoy the show. Book Buzz, HarperCollins Book Buzz. Check it out. Book Buzz, HarperCollins Book Buzz. Brought to you by Library Love Fest. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast and happy National Library Week. Yay. Hey, everyone. Happy to be here and celebrating it with you, Chris Connolly. Yes, I'm Lainey Mays, and we are joining you this week to tell you about National Library Week, read you some of the great notes we've gotten. We put out a request, and you can still write yours in, so don't think it's over, but we've gotten librarians quotes, we've gotten quotes from authors or patrons, and we just put a call out for library love. Why do you love your library? Why is it great? Um, so we're going to read some of those. We have authors who called in, left a voicemail. That's super fun. And I don't know, maybe we'll start off with some National Library Week facts. Yeah, I think that sounds like a good idea. Let's get everyone up to speed on the wonder that is National Library Week. Uh, so first, dates. So National Library Week is, takes place this year, April 4th to 10th. And the theme, they have a theme every year. So this year's theme is welcome to your library, and it promotes the idea that libraries extend far beyond the four walls of a building, and that everyone is welcome to use their services. And I think what a uh, there's no better one for this year, because it really has been the one place that I think has really stepped up during COVID, during crazy times of fatigue in many different ways. Um, they offer services and welcome the world in when the world feels very cut off from everybody. So yeah. thank you. Like you said, even when they were closed, they were still offering Wi-Fi. I think we talked about how some were printing, 3D printing masks for emergency workers. Definitely there. Giving their shots. Services. Yeah, giving shots. Like all the good they do certainly does extend beyond the four walls. As much as we love everything within those four walls, it's so much work. Uh, another factoid uh, the 2021 National Library Week Honorary Chair is Natalie Portman. Very cool. Big reader, of course, big time movie star, very talented, but really cool uh, to help promote this special week. Very cool. Um, and Within the week, there are different days. And so Tuesday was National Library Workers Day. Today we're recording on Wednesday, but anytime you listen to this, April 7th is the National Library Outreach Day. And Thursday, tomorrow, or whenever you listen, April 8th is Take Action for Libraries Day. Very cool. And yeah, there, all of these details are on the American Library Association site, which is ala.org. That's ala.org. So you can check out everything that's happening, how you can get involved or contribute. It's all there for you. Those are the facts about National Library Week. We are a library love fest, so you know we have to go big uh, for our own celebrations. 
So we're going to give you some messages from both authors and librarians about what libraries mean to them. And we have the list ready to go. So should we just go down the list, Lainey, and listen to some messages from our wonderful authors? Yes. So we played a few of these during our Facebook Live yesterday, our door-to-door -door episode with Laura Lipman and Kate White. We had a, a mystery-filled hour, but it just so happened that the, both of the authors' mothers were librarians. So what better way to kick off National Library Week than to have a door-to-door -door with them? And Laura actually sent us a really great quote. She said, so yes, this pandemic sucks, but a bright light in our lives is that the Baltimore City branches of the Enoch Pratt are open. And my branch is literally four blocks from where I live. My, my daughter, who is almost 11 and is desirous of independence, can walk there and back in her face. When she comes back through the door, shines with happiness and reminds me of myself at the same age, how excited I was for our weekly trips to the library. And that was really beautiful. Um, and so we had her and Kate White both on door to door. And we played a few voicemails. So um, let's play maybe those two first that we featured, and then we'll go into one or two after that that are new, never, never been heard before. Okay, so first we have an audio from Wiley Cash. His book, When Ghosts Come Home, comes out in September. Let's hear from him. This is Wiley Cash, author of When Ghosts Come Home. I love libraries because they've always given me a place to go from the time when I was six years old and got my first library card to the time when I was writing my third novel, The Last Ballad, and we moved to a new town, and I literally had nowhere to go except for my local library, where I found a quiet place and a desk and friendly people. Thanks for all you do, librarians. And that was so great to hear from Wiley. He's an author who's critically acclaimed, but also really loved in library land. So we really appreciated him taking the time and sharing his love. And then next up, we have Susan Elizabeth Phillips. Uh, whose new book, When Stars Collide, goes on sale in June. She's a Library Reads Hall of Fame author. She's just so passionate and eloquent in all she does, and she was also kind enough to leave us a voicemail, so let's take a listen. I think of the library as book church. That's what a reader once told me. This is Susan Elizabeth Phillips. On behalf of readers everywhere, a big thank you to our nation's librarians for tending book church. That was wonderful. We talked about it on the episode of Door to Door, just book church. Going to think about that for a, a long time after. Yeah, I think it's perfect. Yeah. So let's hear maybe one more from the voicemail that authors left us, and then we'll read a few that we have. Um, and I just want to say, anyone can leave us a voicemail at any time. These authors called in, and now they're on the podcast. So we would love to hear from you about National Library Week or beyond. So 212-207-7773. Drop us a line. Um, hmm. Who should we hear from? How about David Heskawanbly Wyden, author of Winter Counts? That's available. We love David. He has done so many great things for us. He did this great Instagram takeover. He came to a conference and spoke, and it's just been a joy to work on his book. And that book is such a thrill, super fun, um, takes place on a Native American reservation. And there's some just justice that's served. So um, let's hear an audio from David. Hi, this is David Heska Wombly Wyden, author of Winter Counts. And I just wanna say that I love libraries. One of my favorite childhood memories is visiting the Bookmobile every Friday afternoon 
and checking out a big stack of books to read over the weekend. Thank you, librarians, for all of the work you do. That was so great. And the bookmobile, I'm glad he said that. That's another way that that people, that, well, another way that libraries are reaching out to the community, especially people who can't leave their house now. So the bookmobile is, has saved a lot of people during this time. Okay, so I think we're going to go ahead and read some of the messages that were left on our Padlet website. So yeah, I think we're going to start off with a message left by Cynthia Diapri-Sweeney, who's the New York Times bestselling author of The Nest, and then more recently, Good Company. So she says, like many writers, I was a library kid. The library was the first place I could go alone on my bike. I spent hours hiding in the stacks, reading, and for the rest of my life, including while I was writing The Nest, libraries would be a place for me to go when I needed quiet, community, familiarity, and rooms and rooms of books. That's mm -hmm. Cynthia Diapriswin. Thank you, Cynthia. It's a great yeah. message. Um, here's one from one of my kindred spirits, Sarah McCoy, who wrote the uh, Marilla of Green Gables, as well as the baker's daughter. She said, one of my first adult friends was my middle school librarian, Mrs. Beale, if I'm saying that correctly, B-E-A-L-L. -L. She was effervescent, bright, full of wisdom and exciting stories. I was a terribly shy child. I never felt comfortable at recess or in the cafeteria crowd. So Mrs. Beale invited me to have lunch with her in the library. We talk about books and the characters and settings like they were real. Mrs. Beale was at my high school graduation. She was at my wedding and front row, even at my latest book release for Marilla of Green Gables. And she's proved to me that literature can act as a kind of magnet, bringing kindred spirits together, no matter what age, background, or education. Reading is a community of sharing, and libraries give us a bastion to call home. To this day, I seek them out as a place of shelter and empowerment, and I'm ever grateful to the guardians who welcome me in. Uh, let's see. So next up, we have Mia Mercado, author of Weird But Normal. She says, libraries are one of the truest bastions of accessible education. To quote modern day philosopher Arthur Reed, having fun isn't hard when you've got a library card. <laughs> I looked up the, the little library card from Arthur when I saw this because it, it made me smile. That's great. Thank you, Mia. Yeah. Um, let's see. Okay, we have a note from Andrew J. Graff, author of Raft of Stars, just came out. It was our lead read. Um, so some of my favorite childhood memories involve libraries and librarians. The quiet space, inexhaustible possibility, the hope and thrill of another story. Thank you, librarians, for creating and offering what the world so often lacks. Let's see. Oh, next up. Lori Rader Day, uh, a team favorite of ours. She's the award-winning author of The Day I Died and The Lucky One. Just a fantastic mystery author in person. She says, my mom took my sister and I to the library every week carrying back armloads. I had an early affinity for mysteries, Encyclopedia Brown, Harriet the Spy, The Mixed Up Files, and Mrs. Basil E. Frank Weiler, which led to the discovery of Agatha Christie and Mary Higgins Clark. I'm a reader because of libraries and a writer because I was a reader. Without libraries, I have no idea who I would have become. Thank you, Lori. That's great. Um, here's a really, really great one from Emily Danforth, author of Plain Bad Heroines, and also the award-winning author of The Miseducation of Cameron Post. Plain Bad Heroines was her adult debut, and Chris and I are both super big fans of that one. 
So she said, like so many writers before me, I found myself and also the whole world in the pages of library books. Quite often in those, I wasn't yet bold enough to check out and take home. Instead, on summer afternoons, I'd pull up a section of carpet in one of the only public spaces I know of that provides shelter, a restroom, a water fountain, and a quiet space for a reader to read without the tacit expectation that they buy something before they go. Spend 20 minutes in a public library on a completely average afternoon, and you'll know them to be profound sites of knowledge, culture, and opportunity. Here at the reference desk, a librarian assists someone with a complicated search of local records. And here at a long table, a student uses the Wi-Fi to complete her college application. And here, someone's learning a new language as a few members of the Great Romantics Book Club comes in the door and head for their meeting room. While downstairs, a group of children laugh at the antics of the cartoon penguins and the book being read to them for story hour. And this is an average afternoon. I don't overstate it. I'm sure I've been in a miserable mood in a library before certain high school school projects come to mind, but bad moods aside, I don't think I've ever left a library not feeling at least a little more hopeful about our world than before I went in. Wow. Thank you, Emily. That's, wow, that was right. Um, next up, we have Morgan Jerkins, New York Times bestselling author of This Will Be My Undoing, Wandering in Strange Lands, and then just on sale this week, Call Baby her first novel, debut novel. Uh, so she says, my love of libraries is vast because I recognize that no matter if you're in a large city or a small town, the power and accessibility of books allow for anyone to have the world underneath their fingertips. Thanks, Morgan. Yeah. Let's see, here's a note from New York Times bestselling author, Sarah McLean. Libraries and librarians are the reason I'm a romance novelist. From the Lincoln Public Library in Rhode Island, where I fell in love with romance as a middle schooler, to the New York Public Library, where I researched many of my books as an author. Without libraries, I wouldn't be here. Thank you for all you do. All right, next up we have Gail Stukiyama, New York Times bestselling author of The Color of Air. She's another author we had on our door-to-door -door program and was a total delight. She spoke with her editor. Uh, she's just one, a wonderful person. So Gail says, libraries nurture the soul. They're where books opened up my heart and mind, providing inspiration as well as revelations about other worlds and other voices and where learning never ends. And we have a lovely note from Ramon alum. You wrote, leave the world behind. That was a big staff favorite here. Chris Virginia and I spoke to him a few times, one being on the podcast. We uh, love the book so, so much as we love Ramon. Um, so this is a note. The library has been a constant part of my life, first as a kid, then as a student, now as a parent, and of course, as a writer. It's one of humanity's greatest inventions, a reminder that knowledge, joy, and art are for all of us. Thank you, Ramon, for that. And I have a note from Rebecca Tossig, author of Sitting Pretty. We had her on the podcast as well. You can listen to that. Um, I love libraries because they make reading so much more accessible to more people. You don't have to have loads of expendable cash to fill your book bag to the brim with good books. So true. Right. We have a note from Jacqueline Winspear, New York Times bestselling author of the Maisie Dobbs series. She says, 15 years ago, when I was a contributor to the Naked Authors blog, I wrote a post about libraries with the title, Finding Amalgam. I began the piece with these words. Every writer has a library they love, whether big or small, up-to-date computerized or with creaky oak floorboards and a card file system. For me, it was that tiny library in the town two miles away from my home in Kent, England. 
It was where I fell in love with the written word and that library. Wherever I have traveled, I have always looked for the library. You can tell a lot about a place by its library. In his book, The Lost Continent, Bill Bryson returns to America after living most of his adult life in Britain. He came with the intention of traveling the length and breadth of his native land in search of what he called Amalgam, a place that encompassed everything that was good about America. I have traveled widely across the United States, and I believe I have found the Amalgam. From east to west, north to south, it is in her library. Uh, beautiful and eloquent and true. Thank you, Jacqueline Winspear. Yes. Oh, and then finally, number one New York Times bestselling author, Catherine Coulter, her new book, Vortex, is coming very soon. She said, lock me up in a library and I'd be a happy camper. Well, maybe a taco delivered occasionally. (laughs) 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 Too short and sweet and perfect. That's great. Tacos and libraries, two wonderful things indeed. (laughs) Thank Taco love fest over here. Yeah. Taco loves. <laughs> um, so maybe we should play a couple of more voice memos from our authors before we read a few librarian and patron comments. Sounds great. Okay. So we heard from Wiley Cash, we heard from Susan Elizabeth Phillips and David Heskawamley Wyden. Let's hear from Kimberly McCrate. Hi, this is Kimberly McCrate. I'm the author of Reconstructing Amelia, A Good Marriage, and the forthcoming Friends Like These. In honor of National Library Week, I wanted to say thank you so much to all the libraries and librarians for always being there to get the right book into the right hands and for the critically important work you always do in our communities. So much of it is about so much more than books. One of the main characters in A Good Marriage survived a difficult childhood by escaping to her local library. Some of my own fondest childhood memories of the time I spent at my local library and the warmth of its librarians. For me, it was always a magical place. Thank you also for everything libraries have done to keep people connected during the pandemic, from running book club Zooms, which I have personally been on, to providing curbside pickups of books, A Good Marriage included. Um, I've seen it pictured. You've stayed a lifeline for so many, myself included. So thank you again, libraries and librarians, and happy, happy National Library Week. That was that was a lovely voicemail. That was nice to open and hear her. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to tell them about our last but not least audio? No, certainly not least. Yes. So next up, we have Wanda M. Morris author of All Her Little Secrets, which is our lead read pick for fall 2021. A really brilliant debut thriller. It's shocking that it's her debut, but she's brilliant. We're really excited about this book. All three of us on the Library Left Fest team are kind of obsessed with this book, and I do not think we're alone. So very nice of Wanda to call in and leave a message, which we will play for you now. Hello, it's Wanda Morris author of HarperCollins Fall 2021 we read All Her Little Secrets. I just wanted to reach out and wish my favorite people, that's you, librarians and library professionals, Happy National Library Week. You all literally put a world of imagination into the hands of people every single day. Thank you for your love of books and for all you do for book geeks like me. Have a great one. Geeks like all of us. Love it. Thank you. So those are all of our audios that our authors, they called in, they left us a voicemail. We're so thankful for that. They, let me tell you, when we put this request out, it was 
immediate. They were so excited to tell you all about why they love the library, why they love you, and thank you for everything you do for them. So I just wanted you to know that, that this was so, like, they came in so quickly. They were very excited to be a part of it. Um, and then just, you know, to tell you, we did call for anyone to leave us a message on this Padlet site. So I just wanted to maybe read a couple. Everybody can go check out their own. I know our friend Robin Beerbauer from Early Word had this great um, thought because we asked for, you know, your library story. Why do you love the library? What has it done for you? And she said, well, since you asked nicely, <laughs> the Salem Public Library in Oregon has been my second home for almost 48 years. In 1973, I started my tenure by working at the branch for $2.15 an hour and worked up via circulation, bookmobile, 18 years, homebound services, 18 years. Then my last position was taking care of fiction collection development and readers advisory services. I retired in 2015, but the library remains my favorite local place. Can't wait for their return to a newly remodeled building this summer. Thank you uh, for sending that in, Robin. We, Robin is a, a dear friend. Yeah, Rob, Robin's fantastic. Longtime friend of the team, great reader, great insights. So thank you, Robin. All right, so next we have a message from Mackenzie Hicks who wanted to call out Bud Werner Memorial Library in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. Uh, and they're good friends of ours as well. Steamboat Springs may be a ski resort town, but there's a reason we have bumper stickers saying, came for the skiing, stayed for the library. Bud Werner Memorial Library is so active in the community and is staffed by some of the greatest people who genuinely care about books, art, culture, and community engagement. They know what a library should be for its community and they work every day to make sure it is just that. So pretty amazing. Uh, yeah, and we couldn't agree more. It's a great library. So, yeah, they do so much for the community. Um, let's see. Here's a note from someone from, and they wanted to call out Heard County Public Library in Franklin, Georgia. Saves me a ton of money with free access to books, movies, ebooks, audiobooks, and passes to the zoo. I didn't know they had passes to the zoo. All right. Uh, one I did want to read was from our good friend Katie Stover, who is the Director of Reader Services for the Kansas City Public Library. She says, KCPL understands reading is merely one of the businesses we are in. It may be our most recognizable business. A library is the mind's playground made manifest. If you think it, if you dream it, there is someone, some book, some research somewhere in the library that can help you achieve it. KCPL is your doorway to knowledge. Uh, eloquent and beautiful and, again, true. Yeah, and I think, you know, we're preaching to the choir, you guys know, but, you know, I think it's important and, and exciting to see affirmations um, put up about what you're doing because sometimes you feel like you're kind of shouting into the void, but it really does mean a lot to a lot of people. So just quickly, there's a note. Um, about Cuyahoga County Public Library because they love the library because they foster delight and discovery for each of our customers every single day. Let's see, there's a note from our friend Casey Davis said, the importance of libraries. Growing up in libraries, raising my children in them and being employed by one has been full circle for me. Joy of reading, the connections of community, the necessity of outreach and the value of knowledge continues today. And Casey's from Fair. Field Woods Branch Library in Connecticut. And that's just some of the comments that were left on our Padlet from authors, librarians, patrons, 
They want you to know how much they love the library and you can still write in. So we'll link to that um, at the show notes of this episode. So you can go and leave us a note. We would love to hear. We'd love to hear from you. Um, yeah. And so we'll continue updating our website, Library Love Fest. Don't forget, call, leave us a message, write on the Padlet and happy National Library Week. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for listening to the Library Love Fest podcast. For more information on this week's episode, go to librarylovefest.com. Enjoying the show? We would love to hear what you think. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at Library Love Fest and on Instagram at Harper Library. Be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and share the show with a friend. Lastly, if you enjoy our show, we bet you'll enjoy all of the other podcasts from HarperCollins Publishers. Find a list of shows at harpercollins.com forward slash podcast. See you next week. Thank you.